scripture that I want to share with you this afternoon from the book of Nehemiah. There is a marvelous passage there that I want to lift. Nehemiah chapter 8. And I want to begin reading at verse 1 and reading through verse 7. And I'm reading from the ESV. You may have a different translation, but I guarantee you the message is the same. And all of the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the book, the law, brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read it from facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday. In the presence of men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of the people were attended to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for the purpose. And the book of the law. And Ezra and, and, and beside him stood Methaniah and Shema and Ananiah and Uriah, Hilkiah, Mishael, all on his right hand. And Padiah and Michelle and uh, Melchiah, Kaijah and um, Hashem and Hashbinadad, Zechariah and Mishilam on his left hand. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people, for he was above the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And Israel blessed the Lord, the great God. And all of the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The grass withers, the flower fades. The word of our God shall stand forever. Just for a little while, I want to talk about authentic worship. Authentic worship. Let me start the message by saying we live in a day where Christians have a low tolerance for the word of God. Paul in his second letter to Timothy echoes the same sentiments when he says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves Teachers having itching ears, and they will turn away their ears from the truth and be turned to fables. The health, wealth, and prosperity preaching that we hear today has created a false sense of feel good, which lacks sound doctrine. 
the church has become infected with an over-the-top enthusiastic worship experience that lacks the bone structure of the word of God. Let me tell you, there is no substitute for the bone structure of the word of God. Brothers and sisters, the proclamation of the word of God is the highlight of the worship experience. Preaching should be considered the main course or the entree at a five-star church. You wouldn't go to a five-star restaurant for bread and butter, soup or salad only. These are just appetizers before the main course. It is the T-bone steak. The prime rib, the filet mignon, the fried shrimp, fried catfish, egg touffet. That one goes to a five-star restaurant to dine. In the same sense, no Christian should come to church only expecting the advertisers of an opening song, the scripture reading, prayer, song of celebration, choir praise team, hymn of preparation, and then the benediction without hearing the word from the Lord. The preaching hour is the main course. It is the entree of the worship experience. The preaching hour is a time when men, women, boys, and girls are called to faith by accepting Jesus Christ. Paul said it like this. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Here it is. How can they hear without a preacher? Oh, my brothers and sisters, I know that there are those who don't care much for the preacher. But one thing I like about the preacher is the preacher will have the last say. He doesn't have the last word, but he does have the last say. You do know what the last say is, huh? Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, and dust. I wish I had a few witnesses here. So we need the preacher because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. J.A. Tiller in his editorial on worship said it like this. He says, everybody worships something. But there are no official religions or cults devoted to cars, cash, and commodities. These pleasures of life and facets of society are all too often the overwhelming focus of people's energy and their emotions. However, followers of Jesus are called to worship the Lord and to worship him only. For Jesus said, they that worship God, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship is not measured by music, song, dance, or praise. Authentic worship is reflecting God in our decision making, our communication, and our overwhelming lifestyle. John Stokes said, worship, true worship is the highest and noblest activity of which man, by the grace of God, is capable. However, much of what we see in church today is not worship at all. And many who sincerely desire to worship God do not know how to go about doing it. The text before us is a classic study of the 21st century Christian who endeavors to be authentic in their worship. 
The message speaks to the authenticity of worship. Worship that is bona fide, certified, genuine, and true. Worship that is authentic must consist of four major ingredients. Presence. You got to show up. I say you got to show up. And this COVID experience has crippled many believers in their walk with God and have kept them from showing up to the Lord's house. But then there is participation. And I've discovered a lot of folk come as spectators and not participators. You got to be willing to participate. Can I tell you, if you don't put anything in it, you can't expect to get a whole lot out of it. You got to lift up our holy hands. You got to shout with the voice of trumpet. You got to say, God is good and God is good all of the time. The message speaks to the authenticity of worship. Yes, my brothers and sisters, if there is to be authentic worship, there must be presence, participation, and then presentation. That is our tithes and our offerings. Finally, there must be the proclamation of the word of God. If there has to be authentic worship, the proclamation of the word of God must be the main attraction. The psalmist declares, thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word, O Lord, is a light unto my, my path. The Hebrew writer said it like this, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing of soul and spirit and joint and moral. And he is a discerner and tender of the heart. In the text before us, we discover a demonstration of what authentic worship looks like. Lest I hold you too long, let me remind you of the historicity of this text. The wall of the city has been torn down. But now they are completed to half its height. The gates that had been burned are now restored. And the people have presented their offerings before the Lord. Chapter 8 opens with these words. And all the people gathered as one man in the square before the water gate. Notice not some of the people showed up, but the text says all of the people. What could happen if all of Vision Church would show up? What could happen if all of Charity would show up? What could happen if all of St. James? What could happen if all of Community Fellowship and every church represented? What could happen if all of the people showed up? It's time. It is from this statement that we lift four key elements of authentic worship. You ready? First, there must be an insatiable appetite for the word. You got to be hungry. You got to have an insatiable appetite for the word. And all the people gathered as one man in the square before the word. Don't miss this. It was all of the people gathered. Not some of the people, but all of the people gathered. And they gathered as one man. In other words, they came with one accord, with one mind for one purpose. Into the square before the water gave. In other words, they showed up. 
at the right place. They showed up at the right time. They showed up for the right reason. Brothers and sisters, it's time for the people of God to come out of their comfort zone and make their way back to the house of God. Notice the text says, and they, notice now, and they told Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law that Moses had commanded Israel. The people had an insatiable appetite. The people said, we need to hear a word from the Lord. I don't know why you came here today. I know it's a celebration, but if you miss out on the word of God, you've missed out on your coming because you're going to miss out on the blessing. The blessing is in the word. We're celebrating the preacher who brings the word, but the power is in the word of God. Notice what they did. They got up, showed up. Then they stood up for the word of God. And the text says, and he ran from it facing the square before the water gate. Get this now. From early morning to midday. And you got to get this here. And the ears of all the people were attended to the book of the law. They stayed there. No bathroom breaks. They had no air-conditioned building outside in the hot desert of Israel. And they stayed all day from morning to midday. And their ears were attended to the book of the law. Brothers and sisters, we must have an insatiable appetite for the word if we're going to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen to what Peter said. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Paul said all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Not to minimize the importance of fervent prayer and songs of praise, but we must maximize the importance of the proclamation of the word of God. When you get up, I heard the sister say he prepares at least four sermons. Weekly. Be ashamed for him to prepare for sermons and you don't show up to him. It is indictment upon you if the man of God prepares exactly what. Wait, ho, 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 ho. In fact, he would need to counsel you so much if you just come and hear the word of God. Can I tell you, God's got a word in every message just for you. Matter of fact, that problem you had, he preached about it and you wasn't here. He told you how to be an overcomer and you wasn't here. 
You got to show up. I say you got to show up. You got to have an insatiable appetite for the word of God. But not only not only must you have an insatiable appetite for the word, but secondly, there must be an undeniable appreciation for the word. It's right here in the text. Watch this here. Verse 4 says, And Ezra the scribe stood on a, a wooden platform. The King James Version said a pulpit. Now, a lot of folk got the pulpit messed up. A lot of folk think this is the pulpit. This is a lectern. I'm standing on the pulpit. And I'm above the people so that the people can hear and see me. It's in the text. Watch this here. That they had made for the purpose. Verse 5 says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people. For he was above all the people. And as he opened the book, the people stood. Watch the text. Ezra stood. Watch this here. Then 13 other preachers. Can I get a few of you on my right and on my left? Come on, Brother Eric, come on. Come on, brother. Don't be scared. Come on. Don't, don't be scared. Watch this here. It was seven, six on his right and seven on his left. And when they stood, all of the people, oh, you don't know when to shout. Ezra stood. The preacher stood. Then all of the people stood. Thank you so much. Our appreciation for the word should be with reverence and respect. If we can stand blind, crippled, or crazy when the judge comes in, certainly when God's word shows up, we ought to be willing to stand on his word. Here's some questions that only you can answer. How do you respond to the word? Well, here's another question. Does the word matter to you? Here's another question. Can you do without the word? Do you appreciate the word of God? Worship that is authentic consists of respecting and reverencing God's word. 
Therefore, for authentic worship to occur, there must be an insatiable appetite for the word and an undeniable appreciation for the word. Thirdly, though, there must be an indisputable agreement with the word. It's in this text, I promise you, it's there. Verse 6 said, And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all of the people. <laughs> they agreed with the word. They said, Amen. So be it, you're right, preacher. Lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And they respond to the word of God. The people of God responded to the word of God. Preaching is not a monologue. Preaching is a dialogue. In other words, when I say something, you ought to say something. Watch the text. Ezra blessed the Lord and the people said, Amen. Amen. There ought to be an insatiable appetite for the word. There must be an indisputable agreement with the word. For God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Ain't nobody said nothing. Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the light. No man comes to the Father except by me. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You may not always like the word. Or what the word says may not always be enjoyable to you. But when the truth of the word of God is heard, you must respond appropriately. And the appropriate respond is amen. Amen. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not only must there be an insatiable appetite for the word, an undeniable appreciation for the word, and an indisputable agreement with the word, but finally, there must be an individual application of the word. The text says in verse 8, they read from the book, from the law of God early, clearly, and they gave... The sense so that all the people understood the reading. 
what was most gratifying in the text was the people understood and applied the word. Let me close when I say there ought to be thanks to God for his word. For his word is a lamp unto my feet. His word is a light unto my path. When I think about the, the fact that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path, that tells me that God is directing my steps. We ought to thank God for the written word because we can hide the word in our hearts that we might not sin against God. That is information. Can I get a witness? We ought to thank God for the spoken word. For Paul told Timothy, preach the word, the instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. That's exaltation. But most of all, we ought to thank God for the living word. Word. The living word is I am the way, the truth and the life. Ain't God alright? No man come to the Father but by me. That's identification. And so we ought to thank the Lord today for direction. Thank the Lord for information. Thank the Lord for exaltation. And thank the Lord for identification. Because on a hill called Calvary, the Lord, the living word, he gave his hand to be nailed. He gave his feet to be spiked. He gave his side to be speared. And he gave his head to be crowned. Ain't God all right? And I need to close when I tell you I'm identified with the crucified Christ. The one who died on a hill called Calvary. Scripture says he hung his head in the lock of his shoulders. Uh, he gave up the ghost. Uh, he died. Uh, didn't he die? Uh, didn't he die? Died. Didn't he die? Ah, he died. Yes, he died for your sins. He died for my sins. Ain't God all right? Uh, took him down from the cross. Buried him in a borrowed grave. Ain't God all right? Stayed in the grave all day Saturday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday night. But here's your shout early, early, early Sunday morning. Get up! He got up uh, with all power uh, in his hands. Uh, so let me close uh, when I tell you uh, that the people of God, uh, Israelites, uh, 
they had an insatiable appetite for the word they had yes they did an undeniable appreciation for the word they had an indisputable agreement with the word because when Ezra stood up and the preachers stood up the people stood up and when the people stood up and heard the reading of the word they said amen ain't God alright well let me try it one more time Ezra stood preachers stood people stood and they said what I said Ezra stood preachers stood people stood and what did they say amen amen Is there anybody here? I said, is there anybody here who love my Jesus? Is there anybody here who love the Lord? Help me close. Say yes. If you love him, say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. 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 Yes